Hashem, we are starting the second shear in the third volume of the Fahnblom and Mandra uh, edition of the Tzuvim Rabbanan. And this uh, afternoon shear will be dedicated to the topic of uh, the mitzvah of healing, of uh, going to a doctor, of a doctor uh, treating patients, and specifically the limitations of that mitzvah um, as it pertains to cosmetic surgery. Okay, so that is the topic for today. So before we get into the details, is there a mitzvah to actually for a doctor or for a medical person to heal um, a patient? Where is it written in the Torah that one should do so? Now, at the outset, why would we think that there would be a problem of a doctor uh, healing a patient? Right? Because if Hashem gave us the illness, then... Right, so one could argue that Akash Baruch Hu gave us the illness, so daven to Akash Baruch Hu and he'll take away the illness. What are we getting involved? Who gave us the right to get involved with the, the sickness? Also, now, you're this has... potentially injuring the other person, so to speak. Right, there's another... Which may yep, or yeah. may not be... Uh, well, see, that's answer. another possibility. You're not, you know, every, every treatment that one gives, it's, you know, we're not prophets and we're not, uh, we're not God. And instead of helping the person, perhaps we could even injure the person further. So that's another question. That's from the point of view of the doctor. Then we have to ask the question from the side of the patient. Is a patient permitted to go to the doctor? Perhaps he should have emuna or she should have emuna and daven takarish baruchu that it should all be okay. So that is at the outset the questions that we have. And now let's see. We're going to start on page 47. And uh, the Gemarayim Bava Kama Peihei brings a source. And we'll see whether the source actually answers any of the questions that we just raised. The Gemara says, the Tanya, Rabbi Omer, that a person shall um, the, the context of this Pasuk is the Torah is talking about in Parashat Mishpatim people are you know if I damage someone so what are my liabilities I have to pay compensation what are the, uh, the, the what compensation do I have to pay one of the compensations that I have to pay is his inability to work so the days that he must work and I have to also pay for his medical bills. Says Rabbi Yishmael, From here, we can learn out that permission is granted to a doctor to heal the patient. What can we learn from this source? Regarding the questions that we asked before. You're allowed to go to a doctor... Oh, well, from the, no, no, sorry, from the doctor's perspective, he's allowed to help you to be healed. Okay, so from this source, it seems that we only know two things. We know, number one, regarding the doctor, he is permitted to heal the patient. We are, it's still not clear. It doesn't sound that it's a, like it's a mitzvah for the doctor to do so, point number one. Point number two, this pasuk doesn't tell me from the point of view of the patient. I could still very well be, arguably, that from the patient's point of view, he should not go to the doctor. He should believe in Akash Baruch Hu and have a or whatever it is. Once he goes to the doctor, now the doctor has permission to treat the patient. So, from this source, it is not very clear that it is um, a, a mitzvah. It could just be that the Torah is giving us Rashut. As Rashid says, what the, would the Habamina be? HaKadosh Baruch Hu Machei Ba'anachnu Masei Ayy Hashem's giving him the illness and you stepping in and healing him what are you doing you know messing with Hashem's world Kamash Manan Nitan Rashut you have permission to heal that's all I know from the source Tosfot takes it a step further look at source Tosfot on that Gemara and if you say, Why does the Torah have to use the double language? It could have just said, 
ויש לומר, and one can answer, thought that this is only an injury that comes from a human being. A person is in an accident caused by a human being. That is when the doctor has permission to heal the patient. But lo aleinu aval choli abar bidei shamayim. Person gets sick, not because of any accident. He gets uh, some disease. Lo aleinu. Kishemerapen hirei kasotek zeratamelech. When the doctor starts to step in, perhaps he's going against the decree of the king. Says Tosva kamash melandashayim. So Tosfot says, Kamash Milan, that the Torah is telling us that it's permitted in any type of illness, whether it is caused by human intervention or whether it is caused mean Shammai. Again, from this Tosfot, it's not clear that it's a mitzvah. All it tells me is that it is permitted. Now I can argue if it's permitted, then maybe it is a mitzvah. However, the language of Rabbi Ishmael um, is... Is uh, the language is is nitan reshut? It is given permission. It doesn't sound like an absolute mitzvah. The Rambam, interestingly enough, the Rambam says it is a mitzvah. However, what is his source? He does not quote the Rambam in in, in uh, his parish on on Masechet Nadari. There, the person talks about moder hanah. What happens if I? take an oath that I cannot get benefit uh, from, from someone, right? And now I need to go to a doctor. Can, so the, can that doctor heal me? There's, or there's, there's an oath, right, that I shouldn't get benefit or he, does, he won't get benefit or he can't give me benefit. All of these relations, can a person still go to that doctor when there is a prohibition of not getting benefit from someone? And the Rambam says yes. Why? Because it's a mitzvah. Because it's a mitzvah, what? Right. Why? Because it's a mitzvah. I, the assumption is, is because it's a mitzvah, so therefore, uh, therefore the vow doesn't apply. What is the source of the Rambam? Interestingly, the Rambam doesn't quote Verapo Yerapeh. As we saw, the language Verapo Yerapeh, specifically of Rabbi Ishmael, does not imply a mitzvah. It implies some type of heter, permission to do so. The Rambam understands that it's based on we have the Vashevota, right? That there is a mitzvah to return a person's lost article. Kal vachomer, his help. His help. I.e., there is a chiyuv to, to repair. If someone wants me to, if I have a chiyuv to return their, their watch to them, how much more so if I can return their health to them, that I have a chiyuv to do so. There's also a chiyuv on the sick person himself to go to the doctor, as far as the chayvah, ומבינים covers all types of illnesses, not just human-made illnesses, but even gzerot mina shamayim. But whether it's a mitzvah or not, or not, it's not so clear. Or we have the mitzvah of hashav, uh, hashavat aveda. What could be a practical ramification between these two makorot? So there's a famous nafkemina brought down by the Minchat Chinuch, and I want to stress that this is a theoretical nafkemina and not a practical nafkemina. A theoretical nafkamina says the Minchat Chinuch is what happens if a person uh, tries to commit suicide? Has a per- have I got a chiyuv, and I'm a doctor, and I can, you know, I don't know, resuscitate him or, or whatever it is, uh, try and save him. Have I got a chiyuv to save such a person? So says the Minchat Chinuch, according to the Rambam, that the mitzvah is based on Hashavat Veda. Returning a lost article. Okay, well, what's the halakha of a returning a lost article? If the owner lost an article and he wants it back, then you have to return it. But if someone kind of makes his, his, his uh, articles hefka, he says, I don't want it anymore, you have no obligation to return it. Now, again, I'm saying this completely theoretical because 
uh, in, in a moment I'll explain why, but one could argue that according to the mitzvah of, Hashavot, uh, of Hashavat Veda, one would not be obligated to, uh, to heal such a person, because the person himself doesn't want to be healed. Why is this only theoretical? Because in halacha, person who basically commits suicide, there are all types of ramifications of, of the laws of mourning, how they pertain to such a person. Burial, we generally today say that anyone who commits suicide is not halachically a person who commits suicide. We say that they are suffering from an illness of depression, etc., etc., and therefore this this uh, ramification has no um, has no practical ramification because in any event, anyone who commits suicide, we define them not as hamabet etatzmoladat in halacha, but rather as a person who is suffering from an illness such as depression, etc. Only in theory, the Gemara that's talking about the halachot of ma'abed etatzmoladat would be a person who comes to some type of philosophical um, conclusion that there is no purpose to life, and then they commit suicide based on that. You know, like a, from a totally, totally like a philosophical conclusion. Uh, and even then, you could say that there's a bit uh, of yeah, yeah. So, so in any event, the the, the ramifications of 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 uh, the minchat chinuch, I say, is an interesting theoretical nafgamina because if it's verapo yerape, obviously it has no distinction whether the person is interested in giving up his life or not but if it's based on returning a lost article and returning his life to him there could be theoretically enough gamina what could be another possible enough gamina taking payment can a doctor take payment now this is i'm just saying as a possibility and this is a big topic in and of itself but one could argue that or can it can a doctor take a break you know it's he wants to go on vacation. Is he allowed to go on vacation? Is he allowed to say, my dad's a doctor? And he gets people knocking on his doors at all hours of the night. Is he allowed to say, you know, please come between, you know, this hour and that hour? Or, uh, or when somebody, uh, the classic thing, when somebody's on an airplane, it's like, is there a doctor on, on board? Right. Are you allowed to... Are you allowed to say, listen, I'm, I don't I'm care. <laughs> Right. Now, it could be, it could be that we're talking about, to, if we're talking about pikuach nefesh, that might be lotamol adam reyecha. Okay. But let's say we're not talking about pikuach nefesh. We're talking about someone's not feeling well on the airplane, they're throwing up a bit and they're asking if there's a doctor. And you can help, but it's, the, the person's not going to die. Is there a chiyuf? Is there a chiyuv to, to help that person? One could argue as follows, and this is based on uh, Rabbi Yashiv seem to imply, that the laws of a doctor are similar to the laws of returning a lost article, which means that there are limitations in how far I have to go to return a lost article, right? Um, do I have to go across the world to, to return a lost article? Can I get compensated for my time in returning the lost article? All of these uh, things. If, you know, I, don't, I need to return the lost article, but it's only the amount, I only have to go as far as returning a lost article to myself. And even for myself, I want to go on vacation sometimes. So, Vadai, according to Rabbi Yashiv, a doctor can take a break, a doctor can, can possibly go on vacation. There are certain limitations. And what is it based on? Well, if it's rooted in the mitzvah of Hashavat Veda, could be that we have to look at all the halachot of Hashavat Veda and draw a parallel. Whereas if I say, no, it's the makar, the source is okay, then, then all the halachot of Hashavat Veda have no ramifications regarding this halacha. Um, okay, so that is another possible uh, ramification based on the, the source of the mitzvah. How do we pass in And just before we get to halachalamaisa, there is a famous Ramban. Now, the Ramban, the Ramban in Torah Adam wrote clearly that it's a mitzvah for the doctor to, to heal. In his Perush on the Torah, the Ramban starts off by saying that basically it's Bediyevet. That 
really, Am Yisrael should not be going to doctors. If they're sick, it's because something has happened. They are not, uh, you know, they, they've sinned. And because they've sinned, the Kodesh Baruch Hu is sending them a message. And the real, the real truva or the real remedy is to do truva, And they should do truva, And they shouldn't be going to a doctor. So therefore, where does that lie, the, the mitzvah of Barapo Yerapeh? It sounds like that Ramban is saying that the problem is more with the patient than the doctor. Aye. The patient has a problem. He shouldn't be going to a doctor. He should be davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the event that he comes to the doctor, the doctor has permission to heal him. And that's why the language of the, uh, of the Rabbi Shema was Nitna Rishot. I, this guy wasn't okay that he came to me and asked me to heal him. But now that he's come, the Torah says, I'm allowed to get involved. That is an understanding of the Ramban. However, the Ramban does seem to uh, say two things. Number one, he says, you should go to the Nabi. Which means that some understand this whole Ramban's even on a, you know, when he's talking about it, it's only B'liyebe, that's in a time where there are Nevi'im. If there are no Nevi'im, this is how Rabbi Badi Yosef explains, that even the Ramban would agree, when there are no Nevi'im, but you have to go and, you have to go to a doctor, even L'chat uh, Someone understand the Ramban's talking about, you know, uh, and that seems to be also from his words. So we're talking about the tzaddikim of the generation, maybe for them, that's who the Ramban is talking about. For them, maybe they shouldn't go to the doctor, but in general, Vadai, we should be going to a doctor, and Vadai, it is a mitzvah for the doctor to heal such a person. And that seems to be how the Shulchan Aruch paskins. Source number 40 on page 48, the Shulchan Aruch in Yoredea, Shin Lamed Vav, Tzif Aleph says, Nitna Torah reshut l'rapot, u'mitzvahi, and it's a mitzvah, nefeshu, and it's included in the general definition of pikuach nefesh, and if a doctor does not get involved, one, it's as if he is shedding blood. However, says the Shulchan Aruch, Says the Shulchan Aruch, in the event that, you know, if you are the best medical practitioner around, you should be the one treating the patient. But if not, leave it to the experts because by you getting involved, you could just actually, um, you, could, you could damage the person, you could cause more harm than, uh, than actually be, be helping the person. The Taz... Uh, picks up on this this language of the of the Gemara that we quoted. Nitna reshut Torah reshut umitzvahi and the Shulchan Aruch passing there it's a mitzvah. Kashe says the Taz it's difficult. Kevan de bemet mitzvahi since in truth and the Taz seems to categorically understand that vaday it's a mitzvah. Lama kari leitchila reshut. Why did the Gemara? Why did Rabbi Ishmael use the terminology of we are given permission to do so? It's a mitzvah. If it's a mitzvah, what are you talking about permission? It's not a heter, it's a chiyuv. V'nireh ahachi hu And he explains this is the kavona. D'rufuah mititi alpi bakashat rachamim. D'mishmaiyesh l'rufuah. That the real healing comes from Shammai. In the end of the day, Kosh Baruch Hu is the... the and by davening to Hashem, that will bring the true refuah. Right? I'm the one who has stricken you and I will heal you. But not all of us merit such a direct, uh, you know, direct connection to Baruch And therefore, we have to go to the doctor and do natural uh, healing. And when it says, it's talking about from the point of view of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving the doctor Rishut. Now that the doctor has been given Rishut, he has a Chiyuv. And that's what the Gemara was saying. 
וזה נתינת רשות של הקדוש ברוך הוא. וכיוון שכבר בא אדם לידי כך, יש חיוב, חיוב על הרופא לעשות רפואתו. זאת אומרת, חיוב על הדוקטור להחיל את האדם. So really the Taz is saying that that Gemara was talking about from the Tzad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I'm giving permission for you to deal with this. So once HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given permission, then automatically it becomes a chiyu for the doctor. However, Rav Moshe Feinstein stresses, there's no chiyu to become a doctor. There's no chiyu to become a doctor. If you happen to have medical knowledge and there is a person who can be assisted by your knowledge and you can help them, you now have a chiyuv to do such a thing. This was a famous uh, letter that uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein wrote to Rav Shimon Schwab regarding a koheim, can a koheim um, study medicine and there are all types of issues of, of tumor, etc. And uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein was, was quite vociferous in his answer to, to Rav Shimon Schwab regarding this obligation, there's no chiyuv, there's no chiyuv to become a doctor. If you are a doctor, you got a chiyuv to help people. No chiyuv to become a doctor, so what are you talking about? Uh, anyway, it goes on to other reasons why, when it would be permitted, if it is permitted for a coin. But in terms of this, then we have to make a distinction between there's a chiyuv to become a doctor, as opposed to once you are a doctor, then there's a chiyuv to help people. I've heard in the name of Rav Chaim, uh, of Brisk, that he did not hold that. Of Chaim of Brisk, it was said that uh, he became the doctor in Brisk. He learned medicine. Why? Because he said there was no doctor in the, in the town of Brisk. And he thought that there was a chiyuv. So he basically started learning medicine. Um, now, that, I don't know, I haven't seen that written. I've heard it Baal uh, and what exactly was his thinking? Does that mean that he thinks that there's a chiyuv? Or was he just saying, Bimkom someone has a chiyuv? It's not clear. Since it's not written up anyway, difficult to, to understand what exactly he's talking about. Okay. Rav Moshe's uh, family has doctors. I don't think some of Egypt family has any doctors. Oh, right. <laughs> Interesting. Right, right. Um, we, we've spoken about the perspective of the doctor. Yes. We haven't spoken about the perspective of the patient. So the perspective of a patient, I mentioned the Ramban, seemed to imply that it's not Lechatchila, uh, but some understand, it's only Bidyevet, some understand that the Ramban was only talking about in the time where there were Nevi'im, if they're not Nevi'im, then it's even Lechatchila, that's a truth of Rabbi Vadi Yosef. There's some that want to understand, he's only talking about Yechidei Skula, and that's a pshat in the Ramban, that, you know, it's Yechidei Skula, but if for everyone else it is Lechatchila, there's a famous Igeret uh, of the Chazonish. Someone said that I, that I want to go to a doctor based on the Ramban, what should they do? And the Chazonish basically said, you're right, that is really the opinion, but you should just know that I've got a doctor. Um, do what you want to do. Uh, that's kind of uh, the... So, Basically, the normative halachic understanding was that there is an absolute, you do have a chiyuv to go to the doctor, there is a wild opinion of the Abdelnezer's father, um, who basically said on Yom Kippur, a guy didn't want to, uh, the doctor said they have to eat, and he said they didn't want to eat, so he said, well, anyway, it's not, uh, it's not a chiyuv, a kilo, it's up to the patient, so... And, but that's not uh, accepted as halacha. The halacha is, you have a chiyuv, uh, and therefore, if you can go to a doctor, you need to go to a doctor, and there's a chiyuv, and it's a mitzvah for a doctor to heal a person. Yeah? So now the question... One more question. Yeah. When we have a situation where it's a do not resuscitate, there's yes. situations where people are, God forbid, in a very bad uh, medical situation and the, they give a, uh, a directive, do not resuscitate. Yes. So then how does that work with both the perspective of the Hashavata Rida and Rapoya Rapeh? The Hashavata Rida looks like it's like we said before, it's like the theoretical situation of somebody's had uh, Yeyush and has given up, right? But from the Rapoya Rapeh perspective, it sounds not like... Clear. It's not clear. Even from the Rapoya Rapeh. This is basically from Azaman Arbach this is a big discussion, and, and, and I'm not going to end of life issues and resuscitation, and, and, and it's, it's a huge topic in the halacha. 
um, and very difficult to give you know blanket answers and this is not halakha lamaisa but basically Rav Shlomo Zalman uh, he says it's not always a mitzvah to uh, make a person suffer and, and if a person is going to suffer then is not necessarily to make a person live but suffer now again there have to be many many understandings of, 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 of the parameters of that but basically there are certain situations where if a person is just going to suffer and going to be a vegetable or whatever it is and there, there won't be there might be no chiyuv to 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 resuscitate or such a say person. Or say it differently. The verapor yurapeh, that doesn't necessarily mean... mean right. Uh, in means, that way, it means... It a, means a proper returning person to, to a normal, healthy living. life, right? So again, that's a big topic that cannot yeah. be uh, discussed already uh, and no one should ever try and paskin alacha from a, from a statement, in, from such a statement. Uh, I want to uh, talk about the next part of the shir is what extent do we take this chiyuv or mitzvah as we've seen in the Shulchan Aruch for a doctor to heal a patient and specifically we're going to be dealing with two issues this week we'll be dealing with cosmetic surgery uh, just some background I think in the uh, in, in the early 2000s, I saw that there were, on, on, a, on a yearly basis, over 8 million surgeries take place um, for cosmetic surgery. The majority of them are um, lip suction. Am I saying that right? Liposuction. Liposuction. That basically when uh, there's a lot of fat around the abdominal, uh, abdominal area, sometimes after birth or in general, just uh, for certain reasons, uh, people cannot get rid of the extra uh, fat and the liposuction basically gets rid of it. Uh, there's also a nose uh, jobs, um, there's Botox injections, and then there's also uh, breast implants, uh, etc. Now, there's also a whole different category and that is people that have been in accidents uh, people that have been in accidents burn uh, patients um, reconstructive surgery after uh, women that have had mastectomies etc etc um, and that that could be a different um, category altogether and we'll try and deal with with both of them um, in in the case of uh, things such as mastectomies, there might be an added issue, and that is not just the surgery, but also tattoos. Because basically what happens then is they actually have to ink in to, um, to, to create um, a coloring of the, the, the nipple, right? So they, they, they create effectively um, a, a nipple out of, out of skin, and that is basically a tattoo. From what I understand, it's, it's, it's pretty much it's a tattoo that basically becomes that. So that is a, an added question that we're not going to get to. But um, so I think there are two categories to begin with. One is a person is suffering from an ailment. They were in an accident. They had a disease. They had to go through uh, such, something like a mastectomy, etc., etc. And now they're having reconstructive surgery. The other is that a person is basically doing it for some type of aesthetic, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, refinement of some, of, of some sort, um, and are they one and the same? So we're going to bring uh, three or four opinions of the poskim that deal with this issue. The first is the tzitzilieze. The tzitzilieze basically doesn't deal with it from a halachic a perspective, he deals with it from a theological perspective. And look at the Tzitzel Yezer on page 60. Uh, this is in his uh, 11th volume, Yud Aleph and Siman Mem Aleph. Says the Tzitzel Yezer, Vinei ra'iti b'sefer shut sharet tzedek, ula'aniyutati, kol ma'ashen itna Torah reshut l'rapot. The fact that the Torah gave permission for a doctor to heal, so 
He says like this, that's an injury, a sickness that happens. person wasn't born. And, and, and I think he's not talking about a... a sometimes the people are, are born with a, a, some type of... Defor- um, what's the word? Deformity. Deformity, right? I, don't, I think even he will be lenient regarding a deformity. We're talking about that a person was created in such a way and he's not, or she's not uh, happy with the way she's created or she is happy with how he is, but she would like to look even better. Who's right? Mr. Shari Do you know who that is? Who's the what? He's quoting the Shutz Shari I don't, I don't know who he is. Um, no, no, he no, was the rabbi of the Shari Tzedek. He was the rabbi of the Shari Tzedek Hospital but he's quoting the response called charity. Called <laughs> he says like this. There's no sickness and there is no pain. So for example, a child that is born uh, cleft lip or etc. There is a sickness. There is a deformity that causes a... That is a medical uh, uh, reason to obviously do constructive surgery. That is, he's not talking about that, right? He's talking about a, a woman who wants to go through a nose job, if I'm not mistaken. Right? She, she, she's not sick. She's not sick. He's basically, uh, again, quoting this shut uh, that basically he doesn't see any hete. And he continues. According to the Sharit Sedek, it sounds like any deformity that was a person was born with, one can't touch. The Tzitzeliezer doesn't go that far. He says, no, if it's a deformity, then it would be permitted. He now talks about cosmetic surgery. Just for improving their and upgrading their looks. He says, it's a prohibition for the patient and it's a prohibition for the doctor. And the yesh ladat ulamin ki en tsayar kelokeinu. There's no artist like our God. Vuhuit parach shmo tsar vi itbiya lakol echad veechad mi yitzorav betsalmo vi itmuto haolemet lo. Vaalav en lo sif mimenu veen lidroa. And he quotes a Gemara in Tanit where basically someone came and uh, I think it was Rabbi Lazar saw a person that was very mm-hmm. ugly yeah. and said, is everyone so ugly in your town like you? And uh, the Gemara says it was actually a Yawanavi. But he said uh, to Rabbi Lazar, um, I don't know, but you should go and ask my, uh, my creator. Mm-hmm. And basically he's saying, like, how can you call someone ugly? You are being mevayesh to the creator. And, 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 and basically that's the time of the Tzitzeleza. Who says... On a theological, not such a, a, a from the clear halachic issues, but from theologically, it's it's problematic to try and upgrade on on Akash Baruch's creation. That is a argument of the Tzitzilyeza, which is probably the most machmir opinion uh, that we will see. Do you think he would agree though, if somebody comes along and says they have you know psychological issues because of a certain uh, deformity or etc. Or like, so would I'll, that not be considered as a machalau? Would he not agree that that was the case? Perhaps, perhaps. I.e., how the tzitzeliezer is going to fit into the other opinions of the Chalkat Yaakov, who brings what you're saying, and uh, Rav Breish and the uh, and Rav Moshe Feinstein. I'm not sure. Um, it seems that he was more machmir. So, but let's deal with it now from the halachic perspective, and then we'll try and tie in. Both the Tzitzeliezer, the Chalkat Yaakov, and Rav Moshe Feinstein. Okay. 
Other poskim, such as Rav Lechelchot uh, Yaakov, Rav Breich from Switzerland, and Rav Moshe Fancy, dealt with this question purely from a more halachic perspective. I, none of them kind of focused on the theological problem of an apograde. They were more dealing with two specific issues. Number one, the issue of Chabala. Can a person injure themselves? And can other people injure themselves? Is there a head to do such a thing? And the second uh, problem is putting oneself in danger. Right? Or is one permitted to put oneself in danger for no reason? So those two questions were dealt with slightly different from each POSIC, right? You see, each POSIC is trying to focus on what he thinks the problem is. So the Tzitz Eliezer, kind of, he didn't even get involved in the halachic issues. He's saying, like, theologically, don't touch this, right? Whereas Rav Moshe Feinstein and, uh, and Rav Yaakov, and the Chalkat Yaakov didn't seem to have a problem theologically. They could, and, and arguably, because one could say, look, Akash Baruch Hu, one could argue with that, you know, this is the famous Machloket Rabbi Akiva and Tunis Rupus. You know, does Hashem want us to kind of make bread or just eat, uh, just eat the fruits of the, of the ground, right? So surely we always are trying to use the bare, um, what Hashem has given us and upgrade it, not because we're better than Hashem. Everything that we're doing comes because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us their Chochmah. But maybe that should also be, uh, in, inherently, that is also in the terms of Verapoyerapeh. Of so if that's the case, then there might not be a problem from a theological uh, point of view. Um, and therefore they deal with it from a separate issue. And so let's just mention very briefly the Sugya of Chabala. So, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, where is there a Makar that it's a problem to injure somewhere else? So, the Gemara is uh, Sanhedrin, Peihem, Odalef, I'm on uh, page 62. Uma mitzvah shelakoto, misha metsuve lakoto, mitzvah shelolakoto, misha no metsuve lakoto, enodim shemetsuve shelolakoto. The Gemara is talking about the following. A person is chayav lashes, he's obligated to be lashed from the baitin. And there we see the Torah is very makbid that the person lashing, even though he deserves lashes, he cannot give him an extra more than he deserves, right? We're very careful not to lash the person more than he deserves, right? So if the Torah is makbid, is very careful that we shouldn't hit the person more than he is meant to be hit, and that's a mitzvah to hurt him, kal vachomer, if the person isn't liable to lashes, that you cannot hit him. That seems to be one of the um, sources. Now, so that is, if a person doesn't want to be hit, clearly there's an issue to hit such a person, yeah? One is if a person gives me permission to hit him. So that's a Gemara in Bova, Kamat Sadiyalef. So it says, Gemara Yalefson Tanagi, Dik Laman Damar, En Adam Rashay Lechabel Ba'atmo, Dik Laman Damar, Adam Rashay Lechabel Ba'atmo. One opinion says that basically you cannot, and the other says you can. It seems to be a Machloket Tanaim. Right? Um, who is the Tana? And the Gemara goes through um, different uh, opinions of which Tana it is and what source it is that says that basically uh, it's a problem even if a person wants to not to, uh, not to be able to hit. Let's just look at the Rambam uh, as we're running out of time. So I'm not going to go through that whole Gemara, but let's just look at the, the Rambam. The Rambam says like this Asul Adam Lachbo. A person cannot injure oneself or one's friend. He says, it's not just like a permanent injury or anything like that. Any hitting of anyone, whether it's a, 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 a minor or an older person, whether it's a man or a woman, Derech Nitzayon, right, in a confrontational manner, how would you translate uh, Nitzayon? So like, yeah, I translated it as confrontational, I think, but I wasn't strife. sure. Strife. Through what? Strife. Strife, what does that mean? Nitzin is adversary and enemies. Right, in a, in, a, in a negative way, right? So if you're doing it in, in, such, a, in, in such a manner, Hareza or Verbelotas, then one transgresses 
a negative prohibition. Shneimar lo yosif lakoto. Imisira Torah shelo yosif lakata chotek al vachom lemakir tatzadika. As we saw, if the Torah was makpi that I cannot punish or hurt a person more, even though he's meant to be lashed, I can't give him more lashes than he's supposed to get. How much more so one cannot hit someone who doesn't, who's a tzaddik, who doesn't need to be punished to begin with. Now, so that is a person, so according to the Rambam, when is there a prohibition? If it is done in a confrontational manner. Implying that if it's not done in a confrontational manner, but it's done for the benefit of such a person, then there would be no prohibition. Now it's interesting, there seems to be a machloket between the Minchat Chinuch and the Shulchan Aruch Harav. This is a famous machloket that is brought down by Rav Zeben. He wrote a famous essay on um, uh, Shakespeare's uh, Shylock. Shylock, Shylock, right? Uh, the story of Shylock that when a person basically says, I'll take a pound of, uh, I'll give you a pound of my flesh. Is that mutter in halacha or not? Is the person allowed to say, I'll cut down a pound of flesh for me, right? So the Minchat Chinuch says, When is the prohibition to hit one's, even one's father and one's mother? Where there the prohibition is a lot more stringent that we've learned previously, right? It's Chayav Mita. That's only if it was done without permission. Aval im omrim lo sheyakem. A guy says to me, hit me. Eno aver belabze. En kan avera klal. There's no prohibition at all. So if a person tells the doctor, you know, to reconstruct his nose and, and bash it up and do whatever you need to do, it's not a problem, according to the Minchat From both perspectives, from the patient and the doctor, or just the doctor? It seems from the doctor it's not, uh, it wouldn't be a problem. What about from the whether, patient? Whether from the patient, it's, uh, it seems according to Minchat Chinuch that you are the owner of your own body and you can uh, make such a, uh, you could do such a thing, right? Um, and that's how Rav Zevin wants to understand that basically Shylock, was it Shylock? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the one, he basically could say, you know, you can take a pound of flesh. Whereas, says, the Baalatanya, the Shukhanar Kharav, Even if someone gives you permission to beat him up, you're not allowed. Basically, says the Shukhanar Kharav, you have no permission you are basically the custodian of your body. It belong, doesn't belong to you, it belongs to Akash and you have no permission to tell someone else to hit you. And if someone gives you permission to hit them, you are not allowed to uh, hit them. So based on that, we have a question. There could possibly be a problem of chavala, right, of injuring the patient in such an um, elective surgery. Right? If it's not elective surgery, it's pikoach nefesh, there's nothing to talk about. We're talking about elective surgery, specifically cosmetic surgery. Would that be a problem? And here, this was the question asked of Moshe Feinstein. Moshe Feinstein was asked about a woman who basically wanted a nose job. She felt that it was difficult for her to find the shidduch. And she wanted, she wanted to know whether it was permitted. A woman basically wants to get a shidach, can't she have a nose job, and Rav Moshe is dealing with it specifically regarding the prohibition of Chabala. Says, says Rav Moshe, mm-hmm. When is it a problem of injuring someone when you do it in a confrontational manner, in a, you're doing it to, in a belligerent manner, you want to hurt them, right? Or you're trying to shame them according to one version. Says Rambam, it's not Shaykh. So that would also apply to himself, says Rav Moshe Faisal. Just as 
I'm allowed to hit someone if I'm not trying to do it also for myself I'm allowed to do it if it's not in a belligerent manner now Rav Moshe Feinstein takes it he says listen I don't want to only rely on the Rambam I think that it would be permitted in any event it could be that based on the Tosvot there is a problem hitting even if it's not right? so based on that there should be a problem of Chabala According to Tosvot, right? So says the Rav Moshe Feinstein, even if we don't hold like the Rambam, he still thinks it would be mutter. Why? There three levels according to Rav Moshe Feinstein. The one is, you're doing it, you're not doing it in a confrontational manner. According to the Rambam, if you're not doing it in a confrontational manner, you, you, there's no issue. But it could be parif, i.e. it's not in a confrontational manner, but it's not in a, in a, in a, you know, in a positive manner either. That might be a problem, according to Tosfot. But then there's a third category. It's not that you're doing it in a parif manner, right? It's for their benefit. It's for their benefit, i.e. the parif manner might be what we would call today like joking around with someone. So yeah. according to the Rambam, if you're not doing it in a, in a, in a, degrading manner you just you know you're playing around in a, almost in a, in a loving manner in an affection way affectionate way but it's not little at all it's not like you know it's going to help the person there according to Tosfot it might be a problem according to the Rambam there's no issue but says Ramosh Faisin even if I go with the opinion of Tosfot in the case where you're doing a little at all for, for his benefit then even everyone would agree that that would be permitted and therefore basically says Ramosh Feinstein right um and he, and he brings the, the Makar for this for Hakazatam, that basically a child can, can uh, um, blood, uh, let, uh, let blood for his parent, where that was considered a refua, even though you were drawing blood. So you see that if it's for the person's benefit, according to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, there's no Yisur of Chabala. Now, um, uh, Rabbi Jachter, um, Rabbi Elias Rabsky put together this shir, and he quotes uh, here Rabbi Jachter as... We'll just read the last three lines. Would Rav Moshe permit one to undergo LASIK eye surgery in order to avoid the inconvenience of wearing eyeglasses or contact lenses? I'm unsure how to resolve this question. Now, how far would Rav Moshe's perm permit regarding uh, plastic surgery go? On the one hand, the Truva was talking about a real need. I, this woman was felt that she could not get a shidduch. Right? So that's a real need. Now one could argue that that's not only a need, that's a certain emotional pain, as we'll see in the, the next Shruva of Rav, the Chalkat Yaakov. Right? But if it's just a matter of convenience, now there's another question today, where women want to do permanent um, eyebrows and, and, and eyelashes and things like that. So there, there are two questions. Number one, that regarding the, the cosmetic issues, and number two, that regarding tattoos. So they, 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 you have to deal with, with both. There, Dr. you might have to deal more with the issue of tattoos. Um, but, but it comes down to this, you know, when the poskim, such as Ramosh Feinstein, who's the makel opinion here, was he an outright makel, uh, right, even for the purpose of a person who wants to uh, look better aesthetically, or is it only in a great need, right? And and in uh, such a case. Now, how would we define a great need? So look at um, source number nine, Tosvod on Shabbos Nun. Tosvod is describing a person wants to pull off a scab um, because the scab is is embarrassing or, or whatever it is. So it says Tosvod. Tosfot over here tells us an interesting definition of tsar, pain. It doesn't have to be physical. He says emotional pain is actually worse. And therefore emotional pain in the halakha is recognized as emotional pain. There's a famous truth of the Chokat Yaakov regarding a, uh, a woman who was a, um, who was a Holocaust survivor. And basically, she, the only way she would go to sleep was by listening to music. She used to have nightmares or 
and basically she wanted to put the, 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 the music on before Shabbos and basically put it under a pillow and then basically put the earplugs in or whatever. I can't remember exactly the, the, the tshuva. And, and the Chalkat Yaakov uh, was very sensitive to her pain and he, he thought it was mutter. If I'm not mistaken, he said it was basically mutter. And I think it comes back to the same idea that how do you, how do you define illness and pain? Here the Chalkat Yaakov, as we'll see in a moment, is basically expanding it based on this Tosvot to all types of emotional pain. Now, okay, so let's see that inside. It says the, the Chalkat Yaakov, it's, it's, it's interesting whether the same lady, the same woman, asked, sent a letter to Moshe Feinstein and uh, the Chalkat Yaakov, because they lived at the same time, and basically the Truvas are, are, are contemporary Truvas, and they're both talking about the same topic. Right? So it sounds like this lady was sending the questions to all the poskim of the generation. And he says like this, We just quoted that Tosvot. And furthermore, Tosvot in Tanit says, Here, the, the Tosvot is, is, is quoting the Gemara. They're basically, how, how do men choose their, their wives? Right, so the Gemara says, you know, some choose for, uh, for Yichas, you know, they're going after the, the lineage, who's the, some are going after the bank accounts, some are going after Yofi. And that's what the Gemara says, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Gabi Yisha, aesthetically pleasing is a critical element for a woman, right? And therefore, in came Benidon Didan, the Itarte, Right, that there are two elements. The mistama hibusha. Number one, he feel, she feels embarrassed, right? And number two, she says the Gemara says that basically a, a woman's always looking at literally the other woman's thigh. She's always comparing how she looks to her friends, and she's jealous, right? So there's a certain busha. There's a certain um, there's a certain embarrassment. So he says, number one, that, that is a pain. If the prohibition is chabura, there's no problem, says the Chalkat Yaakov. This is a pain. And now how far are you going to take that? Let's say a woman is not embarrassed. She's married. And now she wants to have um, she wants to have cosmetic surgery. Let's say she wants to have an upgrade of, of, of all types of breast augmentation, for example. Would the Chalkat Yaakov be metal in such a case? I'm not sure. I don't think so. It seems that the poskim are defining it as a great need. Even if it's only an emotional need, according to the Chalkat Yaakov, that would be okay. But if it's not couched in a real need, it's just some type of a person wants an upgrade, and that could be viewed in in a in a in a, in a sense of vanity. The poskim, I think, shy away from from such a heter. And but when we're talking about a, a need, and therefore there has to be an assessment for one person it's going to be a need, and for another person it's going to be vanity. You know, for if you ask some person to have a nose job, that's just clear vanity and for another person you know she feels she mamish can't get a shidduch and she is embarrassed uh, by her nose etc etc that would be permitted according to both Rav Moshe Feinstein and the Chalkat Yaakov now the, the last topic that the, tos- the post can deal with is what about putting oneself in danger is one you know this in the end of the day is elective surgery and again here Rav Wildenberg was very uh, machmer. Basically, any elective surgery, according to Rav Wildenberg, he didn't think was pretty much mutar, which is not the standard practice that we have today. We basically do, as far as I know, follow of Moshe Feinstein, Michal Kat Yaakov, uh, that basically these cases are permitted, definitely in the case of constructor, reconstructor surgery after burns, etc., etc. 
but even in the case where there is an emotional uh, need, etc. But what about the danger element? So the Pasuk says in Dvarim and another pasuk, The pshat of these psukim are not talking about looking after one's health. The pshat of the psukim are talking about looking after one's neshama, right? From various on all types of level and about zara. However, the Shulchan Aruch, based on the Gemara, right in Brachot, understands that it's also talking about on a, a physical level. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch in Choshen Mishpat says as follows: V'chein kol michshol sheyesh posakanat nefashot mitzvat aseila asiro lishamer mimenu lizeir bedavar shenemar lishamer lecha ushmor nafshecha. Right? That basically, you have to look after yourself, and any type of danger you have to steer away from. V'im lo isir v'necha michsholot mevim lidei sakana bitel mitzvat asei vo'ver belot asim damim. The two, there's a mitzvat asei, and you transgress. Uh, a, a negative commandment. So based on that, we could have a problem over here. You, you're putting yourself in elective surgery, now whatever percentage there is, but there is such a percentage of things going, it's, it's a risk, right? So is that a problem? Says the Yaakov. Let us look at the second problem. Okay. So he basically says as follows. Go see what is, sometimes in halacha, especially when trying to work out what is a, a norm and what is an acceptable norm and what is not, the Gemara uses the phrase, go see what people are doing. And based on that, you can ascertain whether this is an acceptable uh, danger to, you know, stepping into the road. Is uh, crossing the road is a danger. You know, a car might uh, not uh, see you and knock you over. But nevertheless, it's a norm in society, right? So he says like this: The doctors are even doing surgery on internal organs, right? Like proper, you know, heart surgery, etc. Over here, he's talking about the intestines, lungs. We see that Baruch Hashem, medical. Uh, technology has advanced that basically people get better. And even for small minor surgeries, we see people do it. So basically, it comes out with a halachic definition that since this is an accepted norm, literally, the rabbim have basically. Uh, it kind of started um, trampled on the sugya, and now it's been accepted in society. And yet, since it's accepted in society, we have the cloud Shomertaim Hashem, Hashem will guard either the foolish or the innocent, however you want to translate that uh, passage. The Shut Shevet Halevi is Momachmi. Upashut the Komni Tuach Beprat Alide Hardama, Begeda Safek Sakana, Beno Chayava Filubim Kom Mitzvah. So here in the language of the, the Shevet HaLevi that we've quoted, it just says that it is not a mitzvah to do it. It doesn't say it's asr. However, in the continuation of his tshuva, he basically does seem to be machmir, that it would be problematic. So, so basically, to summarize, we have seen that there is uh, a mitzvah, even though one could have argued that there isn't. What is a makor according to the Rambam? It's basically Ashavat Veda. According to other Rishonim, the classic understanding is from the Gemara Verapoy, the Pasuk Verapoy Yerapeh. We saw some practical ramifications, whether you learn it out from Hashavat Veda or Verapoy Yerapeh. Regarding the limitations of, and the Halacha Lamaisa, the Shulchan Aruch, Paskin, that it is a mitzvah for the doctor to heal, and that today normative Halacha says, based on Rabbi Yosef, the Chazonish, and others, that we, we basically should be going to doctors and um, and in terms of how far do we take that regarding cosmetic surgery, so Rav Waldenberg seemed to be machmir from a theological uh, point of view. He felt that, you know, if Hashem created it, then, then don't kind of touch it. Um, Rav Moshe Feinstein was lenient regarding that perspective. 
he felt that there's no problem in terms of Chabala, because this is Latovata, uh, as well as the Chalkat Yaakov, he felt there's no problem of Chabala, nor is there a problem of, nor is there a problem of, what's the word? Um, uh, sakana. Right? So those were the two things, and we saw the Shavit Halevi that was Machmir. Okay, next week we'll deal with in vitro uh, fertilization. And then the week after we'll deal with Rosh Hashanah. Okay.